0: You're listening to the DudeCast, a podcast about American masculinity. My name is Garrett, and I'm the founder of DudeFluencer.
1: And I'm Nick Morpus, and I'm just here to say things to throw Garrett off his, uh, off his rocker. And together, we're sitting down to have talks about vulnerability, introspection, and what it means to be a man. And in today's
0: episode, we talk about how the media influences male body image. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the DudeCast. My name is Garrett, and sitting across from me is Nick. How are you today? Oh, not
1: too bad. I'm here to be the uh, voice of unreasonable reason.
0: I don't even know what that means. I don't either. Let's try it out. See this, how, how this goes. I thought you were going to go with voiceless. <laughs> so Those those who have no voice, you are speaking for all of them.
1: No, I, I usually... But people talk way too much. Haven't you been on social media? Trust me, everyone has a voice and it's it's not the best thing in the world.
0: I I don't uh I don't know what social media is. <laughs> Never used it. Never used it. Nope. Uh speaking of social, I'm sure I'm sure you've been plenty social during your quarantine. Oh my god, yeah. I mean
1: I'm I'm going out clubbing every night, you know, in my mind. Or in Georgia. Or Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, actually, well, my brother, he's actually so. Just for some context, my uh, my younger brother Ben, he's in the Marine Corps and he's stationed on the uh, in, in Georgia, right on the Florida Georgia line. And I was talking to him this morning, and uh, apparently things haven't like just because the governor just started opening things up, uh, a lot of businesses are deciding not to open, and so he's like still stuck on base with absolutely nothing to do.
0: Yeah, that that has to suck. Uh, I'm also, like, I was trying to think about this. Like, how do you socially distance someone while you're cutting their hair? Like, you can't unless you're Edward Scissorhands.
1: Absolutely not. I mean, that was was, why at the beginning of this whole quarantine thing, I didn't know how long this was going to go. Like, five weeks ago, I, like, shaved my head. Hair's back now, but shaved my head.
0: I'm going to be honest with you. Rachel Rachel wants to shave my head. I'm worried my hair won't ever grow back. (laughs) You're that worried? That is a real fear. And I'm like, this quarantine will end like the next day. And I'm going to show up and I got this stupid widow's peak. And my hair is never going to grow back. And then I'm going to have to shave my head. And I'm going to look like Jesse Eisenberg in Batman versus Superman.
1: Oh, nice. Like a mad genius or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Your next career. Career pivot. But that's that's actually uh, that's gonna be the name of my new book. Career P- career pivot. <laughs> How I became a mad scientist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but for for serious uh, sake, even though everything we just said was really serious, um, I think it's important for us to talk a little bit about male body image and. There's this is probably a really good time to talk about it because right now I I heard I read an article about something called the quarantine 15. Have you have you heard that everyone's gaining weight during the quarantine? Yeah, uh, because there isn't a whole lot of there's not no gyms are open. Uh, there's, you know, fear of going outside. So people are just, you know, indulging, eating in a lot more, uh, or eating takeout um, I don't know what are your, what are your thoughts on that I mean it, it makes perfect sense See, before
1: um, before this whole quarantine thing was going on uh, since January I've been going to the gym consistently I've actually lost uh, 20 pounds since uh, since January and um, you know when Oregon decided to institute you know their statewide, stay at home order. You know, I was a little upset only because that meant that I wouldn't be able to go to the gym, but luckily I've found ways to still stay active, go running, go hiking, stuff like that, you know, still socially distancing, but getting in my, you know, getting in all of my exercise that I need. But at the same time, uh, it, it's a lot more challenging and I can see a lot of people probably struggling with this, especially, you know, those who are dealing with the anxiety of losing their job or, uh, paying bills, things like that.
0: Yeah. I, I completely agree. I think it, I know on my end, I've been extremely anxious just all the time, uh, about everything. And like, I have been, I have eaten so much frozen pizza and like frozen pizza isn't good. No, like it's
1: horrible.
0: Not, it's not only not good for you, it's just not good.
1: No, it's like not worth it. If I'm going to eat frozen food, it's going to be like chicken nuggets or something.
0: Ooh, dinosaur nuggets. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. You're just like my girlfriend. We were at the store like a month or two ago, and, uh, you know, I was like, oh, maybe we should get some chicken nuggets, because usually I'm cooking, and I, you know, I eventually I just want to not cook sometimes. So I was like, oh, let's get some chicken nuggets. And, of course, there's her. She's like, but what about the dino nuggets, points them out.
0: There was a guy that I knew. I mean, I still know him. He's not dead. But his his go-to move for, with women was, do you want to come back to my place and watch The Lion King and eat dino nuggets? I feel like that would actually work. It did. It did. I come home. I come back with my buddy uh, to his place, and he's got three women over just chowing down on dino, dino nuggets while... Whatever happens in the Lion King happens.
1: Damn that. That's actually that's a great idea. I never would have thought of something like that. Well, I just blew up his spot. So. Uh, to pass that wisdom on to my uh, to my eventual son, <laughs> if I ever, if I ever have one. That will be the first and only lesson you share. <laughs> exactly. It's like if there's one thing you need to know in this world. You bring women home using Dino Nuggets and The Lion King. That's it. That's all you need. Instead of
0: Netflix uh, and chill, it's Dino Nuggets. and I got nothing to rhyme with that. Our our listeners will. Our listeners will figure that out. It'll go on a t-shirt. So, uh, positive body image. So, I, I don't know about you, but when I was younger, so I've always been skinny. Um, and, like, when I say skinny, I don't mean, like lean. I mean, like, when I was in high school, like my ribs were showing. Um, And it wasn't that I didn't eat. It was, I was just kind of tall. And I had a really fast metabolism.
1: Oh, yeah, I
0: get that. And there was always a part of me. uh, Obviously, in like gym class, like changing, there's sort of this being self conscious, but I did probably like the worst thing you could possibly do if you're self conscious about your body, and that was join the wrestling team. Ooh. Mm. And like, imagine putting on a singlet and like the singlet isn't tight. Like the singlet like hangs off of you.
1: Yeah, I get that. I joined uh, in my freshman year of high school, I joined the football team, and um, They, uh, I was so skinny at that age um, that when they gave me, you know, the pad pants, you know, they were, they didn't have any in my size left, so I got these, like, kind of baggy ones, and of course, that earned me the nickname NC
0: Hammer. That was fun. That's, that's a weird uh, choice of nickname.
1: Well, you
0: know, baggy, because the, the
1: padded pants only go down to, like... They're only supposed to come down to like your knees, but mine were just long enough just because I was, I was taller, but these were like big pants and they kind of came halfway down my shins. So kind of looking like I have the parachute MC Hammer pants.
0: So the, the other kids who are calling you like MC Hammer, like what was their body type like?
1: Oh, that was the coach's nickname. Oh, Jesus.
0: (laughs) Oh, God.
1: Oh, yeah. No, mostly the thing was is that, you know, up to that point, I was like the kid who played guitar and drew and stuff like that and skateboarded. So, I mean, I wasn't particularly muscular either. I was very skinny my entire life. You know, I, I have ADHD, so I was taking Adderall for years and I was just super, super skinny um kind of like you described like you could see the rib cage and everything and uh the other kids on the football team you know they were typically not not all of them of course there were some others that were kind of in my situation as well um and i just kind of wanted to give it a shot and so some of the other kids you know you have the ones who like be in the gym all the time and everything so they were just they were pretty strong pretty big and everything really fast and uh yeah, that was always fun. I didn't I didn't start actually really gaining weight and building muscle and everything till what, my senior year of high school.
0: And was that sort of a – was that a purposeful choice or was that just something that was your body naturally sort of growing and changing?
1: Uh, both. Um, I decided I, d- I just didn't want to be skinny anymore. I wanted to have some muscle. At the time, I was trying to get in the Marine Corps anyway, so um, – I wanted to have some muscle going in and, you know, my dad is a, he he used to be skinny uh, like I was during that age. But, you know, my dad is a pretty big guy now. And, um, you know, I started going to the gym with him, having him teach me things and everything. So if for any of you out there, you know, who, if you've been like, if you've never really worked out and then you start Um, that's always the best time, like you're going to see the most results. So in a period of like six months, I saw these huge changes to my body just starting to work out. It's, I actually kind of wish I was in that position again, just because when you start working out for the first time, your body will just automatically respond. You'll see results like within a month. And I mean, you're not going to be huge or anything, but you're going to start seeing some real results and it's awesome. But yeah, I didn't start gaining that kind of weight. Uh, until then, actually, I didn't really start significantly gaining weight until I hit 21. And of course that's when, you know, it's a, an all you want beer fest at that point. So we can
0: ascribe some of the weight gain to that. That, that makes sense. Uh, to go back a little bit to your gym point, um, I was never really a gym goer. I was always sort of self-conscious, but the one thing that I learned was, I I actually really enjoyed the gym that I went to, uh, in Virginia because everyone was actually really, really welcoming. And it was, it it was really just kind of nice to see. Um, and it wasn't what I was expecting when I entered sort of like when I moved from machines to free weights, I wasn't expecting sort of this community to come together, um, But but it did. And I think that helped a lot, at least when I first got started in exercising.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's huge. Um, There's just I just don't see any point in putting someone down for going to the gym, going actually making the decision to go to the gym is like the hardest part. And, uh, you know, why would you want to put someone down for that? You know, the positivity is exactly is exactly
0: sometimes what you need to keep going. So when you were a kid, was there any sort of television programs or actors or movies or anything of the sort that sort of yeah, like you would look at and be, you know, I want to look like that when I'm older or I wish I looked like that? Oh, of course. When I was younger, my favorite one of my favorite movies
1: were the uh, the Rocky movies I used to love watching those. And then, you know, every time I I mean, even to this day, I mean, I understand now at this age, just how hard it is to attain a body like that. It's just that the amount of commitment it requires is like beyond the time and money that I have. But even still, it's it's great Uh, workout motivation. But yeah, that was just something I always aspired to when I was younger. You know, who who wouldn't want to look like Rocky Bellbo a heavyweight boxing champion of the world, you know? And that's just you know, that,
0: that that was just very normal, I guess. So and I think you touch on a really good point there in that Rocky's body wasn't natural. Sylvester Stallone's body, like he didn't do that by himself.
1: Oh no, especially in like his later films now. Uh, the introduction of HGH, you know, human growth hormones. Uh, so many like aging actors will use that to kind of buff up their bodies for movies just because, you know, at their age, it's not possible to reach that kind of build. At least it it's not possible within a short amount of time. I mean, this isn't you know, I mean, it is possible to get that body naturally. It's just really hard if you're not spending seven hours in the gym every single day, like Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the golden age. I mean, you know, to get Rocky's body at, you know, a certain age, you need to either dedicate hours and hours and hours in the gym and meticulous dieting, or you can still work out hard at the gym, but you use, you know, supplements like HGH, which cost thousands of dollars it's just not it's not realistic it's not feasible for
0: most people and and all of those chemicals are are still dangerous there's there there's still uh at least from from my limited knowledge like there are still side effects that
1: oh oh yeah for uh, stuff like for stuff like that yeah i mean if we're just talking protein powder and creatine you know those are pretty safe but yeah that's that's the kind of to get those kind of bodies using hgh and stuff like that yeah there are side effects you know steroids hgh things like that but they cost a lot of money it's not feasible for the regular person and yeah it is it's not healthy to uh be you know pumping yourself up with stuff like that
0: absolutely uh i read a research recently that talked about young boys being really unhappy with their bodies. And that was something that kind of, when I first read it, I I took a step back because I, it wasn't something I was expecting to read, but the more I've sort of sat on it and thought about it, the more it makes sense. Um, Because so much of the conversation is about young women and sort of, what they're told at a young age, what they're supposed to look like. But there are also th- these, this generation of young boys who are internalizing what they see. Um, I love Avengers Endgame. I also think they could have done a lot more with the Thor uh, sort of transformation.
1: You know, it's interesting about that because I mean, you know, Part of um, part of my inspiration for getting back into shape, um, and I've been kind of using his workout routine is is Chris Hemsworth, his is, uh physique as Thor in some of the other movies. I understand I, I won't be able to reach exactly that, but you know, using a scaled down version of his routine and diet, you know, is shown to have great results. But you know, in end game they kind of upended that by turning him into the butt of the joke by you know getting a beer belly and yeah i think it, you wrote in your article about this very topic um you know pu- yelling at people over video games and stuff like that and just making him the butt of the joke the whole time what's interesting about it is is i actually thought while i saw the movie for the first time was uh that they were going to kind of just upend all of that by the end of it. And he was going to make this magical transformation back into the Thor that he once was, you know, super strong, but they actually, you know, kept him the same. And I don't know. I, I wonder what kind of message they were trying to, you know, send with that, maybe saying that like Thor is okay with who he is or just, Keeping the joke going, I wasn't 100% sure, but I can see where, you know, something like that might, you know, just make it consistently the butt of the joke. I mean, I can understand a joke or two about it only because it's like, well, it's Thor. He's super muscular. He's always been muscular. And to see him in this completely other light as as the God of Thunder is drinking tons of beer and sitting in a house with his friends just playing video games. Um, I can see how that'd be funny. And it was funny. I thought it was funny, but, uh, I wonder what message they were trying
0: to send by the end of it, if any message at all. So, so my guess in terms of sort of the message they were trying to send was that it wasn't about sort of Thor's physique or body. Like he still had the heart of sort of a leader and, you know, he was just as strong as he was before. And, and like I could see that it took – you know, it takes some reading into the movie to because they're not very explicit about that. And I think what I would have appreciated was actually something more explicit because like I don't know how many little kids are going to watch that movie and get that message. Mm-hmm. Um, like that is – a little bit beyond what people are expecting from a Marvel movie.
1: Yeah. Marvel doesn't, isn't really known for going deep on issues. They
0: kind of keep it on the surface. Exactly. And. You know, I. Him being the butt of the joke, like there should have been some acknowledgement that like. You know, none of that mattered. Um, and and I think there's. There's, like, so much to talk about in terms of just the Thor character itself and, uh, you know, trauma and, and how we respond to it. But, like, I, I did want to see a little bit more of an explicit, um, like, an explicit, like, you still got it, you're still Thor, like.
1: I think they kind of did that at the end, you know, having him fight Thanos the way that he did. Um, but yeah, maybe something a little more explicit would have been nice. Cause I mean, you know, it's interesting about these kinds of things, seeing Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Um, you know, I brought up how I liked the Rocky movies when I was a kid. And back then it wasn't as easy to get that information about like, yo, what does it take to look like that? You know? And that can lead probably to feelings of inadequacy. Like, oh my God, I don't look like that. Well, then I must not be a real man or something like that. And nowadays, you know, every single celebrity out there who is muscular is putting out some, cor- some kind of video or series of videos about how to look like me, you know, or how to look like this for, you know, like I did for this movie. And in a way, I think that's kind of positive, like we're moving in the right direction, you know, just saying, like, listen, like, you know, you can have this body, but it's it's extremely difficult. It doesn't make you less of a man if you don't look like this. It just takes tons and tons of commitment and dieting and exercise. And if you're older, supplements, <laughs> let's just call them yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, I can see how these kinds of things like can definitely have an impact. I mean, y- you see, you know, the average body on Thor, and it's made the butt of the joke more for the sake of the fact that he is a god. Um, but it, it still is interesting how how a, a man not being super strong is is considered more socially acceptable only because it is focused on a lot uh the body positivity thing for women not so much for men so that's kind of like the thoughts i got from that
0: yeah i i I agree i think there is one of the things that i'm sure we're going to touch on throughout these podcast episodes is the fact that a lot of these issues have been talked about amongst women and for women for a really long time. And men just haven't figured out how to have these conversations quite yet.
1: I definitely agree. I mean, it, for, for something like this, you know, the conversation usually goes as far as like, you know, if you're not this strong or whatever, you're not a real man, you know, and Is it something like maybe men feel insecure to go into a topic like this? You know, like go into their feelings about what it, you know, what, what does it feel like to, what is it to be a man? Really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, like, as you were talking, it reminded me, I don't know if you've watched the, this Netflix reality show too hot to handle. No, I haven't. Rachel's obsessed. I think my um, sister talked about it. I didn't...
1: I haven't seen it, though. Uh,
0: one of one of the things that, like, when you watch it, even in the first episode, is, like, almost every guy is really muscular, and not only that, they make sure to say, like, they're alpha, like, six or seven times an episode. Ugh, eye roll. Y- yeah, and it's sort of that, like, if I am muscular, then I am alpha, and... You know, amongst friend groups, if all of you are single in some way, or I shouldn't say in some way, like if all of you are single, like there is sort of that, uh, I have seen that pack mentality of like, who is the leader? Who is the alpha?
1: Oh yeah. And half of it is just a mental game, but yeah. I, I, Oh God, I, I actually cringe. I, I, I cringe every time someone tries to use like the terms alpha and beta to somehow like ascribe manliness or something to certain men. It just, uh, it drives me absolutely nuts. And it, it, okay. For the record, um, for any of our listeners out there and I'm pretty sure Garrett agrees with this too. We're not crapping on anyone who has muscular bodies or anything. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be physically in fit, you know, in shape. I I do it. You know, I, I, I like being in shape. I, I got tired of kind of, you know, being bigger. I just didn't feel very healthy. You know, I was having problems with my heart and stuff like that. And I just didn't want that. So I started getting in shape. But, you know, when we talk about these things like, you know, where you look down on some other man just because he doesn't go to the gym as much as you. He doesn't look like you, you know, calling him betas and ascribing the title alpha to yourself. It's, it's very frustrating. And I think it just keeps this continuous cycle going of men just feeling horrible about themselves just because they don't look like, you know, look like one of the guys off a of Jersey shore or yeah, that what is that show? Too hot to handle. What? What is that? Yep. About? What is that about? Oh,
0: jeez. Uh, so it's basically like eight sex addicts. Oh, great. And they put them on an island, and then they're not allowed to have sex. <laughs> um, like that's 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 the show.
1: That uh, actually doesn't sound like that bad of a premise. That sounds kind
0: of entertaining. It is, it is fascinating. Uh, Sometimes it's really funny. Sometimes it's just really uncomfortable. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I, I, as you were saying earlier, or a minute or two ago about, you know, being physically fit, like, absolutely. I, I completely agree. Like, I do think that there, it's less maybe about body type and more about attitude Mm -hmm. and how you present yourself
1: um yeah exactly i i definitely agree because you know gosh getting on these kinds of topics is always like in some ways it's kind of a minefield you know you have no idea what you're going to step on so you know but yeah i feel like most people who talk about these kinds of things like you know it It should be focused more on the attitude. What is the motivation behind wanting to be in shape or look like a certain way? You know, and discussions should be had about whether or not the attitude or motivation is healthy or not. And if it's just if you feel like less of a man because you're not in shape, that's not a very healthy motivation or attitude to have to you know, get into shape because then at some point you're going to reach a point where it's never enough. And you do reach a certain stage of kind of dysmorphia where you think that, you know, like, oh gosh, like I made this much progress, but it doesn't matter
0: because I don't look like this person when it's just completely unattainable. It's sort of that it's never enough. Yep, exactly. And and I think that, you know, we have because men and dads just don't really bring it up very often, young men kind of have no idea what's normal. I, yeah, that's true. So, so what they see as normal is typically, you know, what's on television. And what's on television is uh, you either need to be really fit or you can be out of shape, but you need to be funny. Yeah. Or super smart or super smart. Yeah. Um, And like, you're kind of almost pushed in these directions one way or the other. And it is, you know, it is disheartening to just know that there's young people, boys and girls who feel, you know, at the age of six years old, uncomfortable with their bodies. Like that should be the last thing they're worried about.
1: Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, when you're younger and they teach us to young girls and it's true, but I think, and I think it's just as true for boys, you know, when you're younger and you're a teenager and you're worried about your body and the way it looks, it's going through so many changes. It, you know, it, it, you're net being a teenager, you're never going to look like an adult. And it, it's unfortunate that, you know, so many teenage girls and teenage boys see these adult role models And they think to themselves that they should look like that when it's just, it's not possible for them. You know, I I talked about those guys on my football team, you know, who are pretty muscular, you know, and they were for their age group, but your body's growing so much. There's no way you can pack on the kind of muscle you would need to look like some of these people you see on television. And I feel like maybe that just, that really needs to be communicated, you know, a lot more just so that people understand, at least young people understand, you know, what is actually possible for their age group and, you know, what's actually normal. Because, I mean, you you know, you watch any of these shows uh, for teenagers or, you know, young adults and they're, you know, once focused around high schoolers and you'll see so many of the actors are are in their either their mid-20s, early to mid-20s, sometimes even late 20s playing high schoolers. And, you know, they have these unrealistic body proportions for teenagers because they're that old. And, you know, I guess as an example, I've been showing my girlfriend uh, MTV's serialized version of Scream just because I'm a horror movie buff. And I thought the show was, you know, decent. It it was pretty decent as far as the story goes. And so many of the actors are played by these people in their mid 20s it's just, it's insane. You know, I could see so many kids watching that and thinking, why don't I look like that? Why don't I look like that? You know? And uh, it's, it is, it's just, it's nuts. I feel like it just communicates the wrong message.
0: Absolutely. I do think there is like to sort of kind of round out our conversation because I, I know that there's just so much more about this topic that we could touch on. Um, let's talk and let's try and identify some of the positive examples of, of male body image that, that we're seeing. Um, I know I've seen Chris Pratt in interviews talk about, be honest about his, you know, his weight and his body and really what it takes to, to kind of get there. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is, I think that is a really good step in the fir- uh, a good first step in the right direction i
1: definitely agree i think you also in your article you talked about uh that one guy from silicon valley who's going to be in marvel's eternals
0: um, yeah uh kumal
1: yeah him actually yeah, he, he's before i think before all that i watched silicon valley he, he was really skinny he, he was yeah. a skinny guy and uh it, it's it's very great to see you know people like at least acknowledging that being like, listen, like you may want to look like this. And that's great if you do just understand how much time and effort and commitment that it takes that this is not something that just happens naturally. And you shouldn't feel bad if you don't have that, those resources
0: and time to do that. Absolutely. Uh, I, I am hoping that as sort of these conversations become more common and we start to really open up about these issues that are affecting men that we, we start to be able to pinpoint more of these positive examples in society. Um, Especially for young boys. Cause I, I think more than anything, Uh, they're the ones who are being influenced the most because they don't have the worldly knowledge and access to knowledge that people our age do. I agree.
1: It's uh, it's rough, it's rough out there. I hope that, you know, we can kind of move towards a, a, a much more open discussion. Cause I mean, I know, and I'm sure, you know, too men are not always the best at discussing their emotions and their feelings, even though they should. Um, that we can reach a point where we can have more open discussions about, you know, what, what is it to be a man? What is it to, uh, you know, I guess I'm having a hard time putting my thoughts together, but you know, if we can just get to a point where it's actually healthy and encouraged to discuss these things, the better it might be, uh, for some men. So they don't have to, you know, feel like they have to turn to things like dangerous supplements and substances in order to
0: look like the people that they see on TV. Yeah. Uh, and even like a larger context, I think it was Michael Ian black who wrote this in one of his op-eds. Uh, but he really said, or he said something along the lines of like these conversations, uh, have been like taking place in feminism for the last 50 years. And we have seen sort of how women have changed socially, uh, physically, like they, they, feminism has changed what it means to be a woman and men are kind of just stuck in neutral.
1: Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I've seen some positive changes in in the way that men talk about their certain issues, but there is definitely and I think this, is, this goes with any kind of social change or movement is that, you know, as it starts, as it starts out and begins to pick up steam, it's definitely going to get some resistance, you know, like, oh gosh, men shouldn't talk about their feelings. You know, I, I ironically make jokes about it with my girlfriend, you know, she's gotten me to open up a lot more and speak about my emotions more to her. But I still, every once in a while, make jokes like, haha. ha. I'm man, I don't talk about feelings, you know, and, but the thing is there is a pretty prevalent mindset of that, that, Oh, we got to resist these, uh, resist these calls for men to, you know, talk about these
0: issues. Uh, Yes. Uh, and I think, I think that's where we're going to hopefully continue going with this. This podcast is, you know, I, I know for myself, it was seeing examples of other men have these conversations that made me say, oh, okay, it's all, it's all right to feel this way. It's all right to talk about this stuff. And, you know, I hope that for you and I, we continue to kind of add to the conversation. And, you know, we can also be a part of these positive uh, changes for for men
1: I hope so, too. And I swear I swear to our listeners, this is not just because we're funded by big therapy um, <laughs> that we're pushing these,
0: you know. Today, today's episode is sponsored by uh, <laughs> e- eHealth.com. Uh, code word DudeCast for 50% off your first session. That is keyword dude cast. I, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's a real site or not. <laughs> and brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> if you're looking for an action packed mobile phone game that works on iOS and
1: Android. <laughs> Just watch, we're gonna get like a cease and desist from Raid Shadow Legends being like, stop making fun of us. Is that a real game? Oh, yeah, it is. Wait, uh, you've never if you're on YouTube at all, like any gamer channel that you go on, that's always usually the sponsor nowadays. Everyone's being sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. So, And I always wonder every time they bring it up, I'm like, does this guy actually play this game or not? I don't know. It's supposed to be like one of those Final Fantasy
0: RPGs or something. It was like when Kate Upton was the spokeswoman for whatever that medieval times...
1: Yes, uh, I Game remember
0: Wars? that. Yes. <laughs> like that's come on. Let's be honest. Kate Upton is not playing, you know, Middle Ages, Total War, or whatever it is. Wait, she's not? No. Man. The only whole- person the only person who's ever really played those games was Mr. T because he was in World of Warcraft. Oh my whole life is a lie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're learning.
1: All right then. All right, so what was that? I was gonna say, I was gonna say, let's just hope we don't get that cease and desist letter. We're just kidding, Raid. If you want to sponsor us, though, that'd be pretty awesome. That'd be hysterical. We'd have the best ad buys. Oh my god, we, dude. Well, you know what, Raid, if you're listening, if someone at Raid is listening, I'll play your game. I'll give it a shot. I'll see what it's like. Just you know, sponsor an episode or two. And I'll just I'll take all my time out of modern warfare, and and I will join the fight in, in raid shadow legends. Here, here we go.
0: We're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna ad lib this one. Ready? I'm I'm uh, selling out. I'm selling out. I don't care anymore. Play raid shadow legends, mobile MMO RPG strategy game. You can battle your way through a visually stunning, realistic fantasy RPG with hundreds of champions, <laughs> including a green guy with a mohawk. And a woman who looks like Captain Marvel and the night King nailed it available on iOS or Android. (laughs) There we go. Nailed it. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, we hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, this is kind of just the beginning of these conversations. I know we're going to be having some interviews with some guests too in the, in the near future. Um, But do you have any sort of final thoughts that you want to share? Play Raid Shadow
1: Legends. And And also, if you don't look like
0: Chris Hemsworth, that's okay. You're still a man. Absolutely. All right. So for Nick, my name is Garrett. We hope you enjoyed listening. Have a great day.